when you look at professional tennis, for example, it's no coincidence that the last, uh, the last four world number ones, essentially, um, have all been essentially uh, exactly six foot two. Tennis has been around for so long that the sport has essentially whittled down to a fine dimension that is you know, essentially perfect for tennis. And it's around about that six foot two mark. I don't think pickleball needs to be six two. I think six foot is around about the sweet spot. Hello, welcome back to the Future of Pickleball on Selkirk TV. Today we have a very, very fun guest today. Morgan Evans is joining us. Morgan has been deeply involved in the sport of pickleball as a coach, as a pro player, as a broadcaster. We're going to be talking to him today about what his thoughts and ideas are of what's in the future. We've been in the sport of pickleball enough, uh, all of us enough to know that the sport is on fire. It's going nuts. How will it get there? Who's going to take it there? And who'll be the leaders? Morgan, welcome to the group. <laughs> Thank you, Paul. Pleasure to be here, mate. Cool. Um, one of the things that I've looked forward to in terms of talking to you is where you've got this unique background of having been a player first and a coach and now broadcasting extensively. What's your vision of what you've sort of seen in the past, let's say, two years that you've been involved with the explosion of pickleball? Well, I think, you know, we've seen the pandemic have a, a huge impact in the participation, um, the growth rate up, upwards of 40% uh, per annum. Before that, 8 9%, which is amazing. You know, if you ask any sure. CEO, they'd love to see those numbers. 39 40% um, as of the pandemic is just through the roof. Um, and I've seen that trickle up, I guess, to the professional game, how many more players have just been introduced and realized that their backgrounds kind of suit the game of pickleball um, and an even greater surge of not just high-level tennis players but athletes of, you know, in all walks of life that have decided to give pickleball a chance, um, many of whom have deep pockets and have decided to you know, throw their hat in the ring um, in one facet or another. And look, it's, it's an exciting time to be alive, let's be honest. Sure. Now, one of the things that I was kind of interested with talking with you about where you've gotten so deeply involved in the broadcast and analysis side of things. Mm. Yeah. Are you finding that that it's where you want it to be? Are you the quality of production, the kinds of approaches that are being done? Um, uh, is there more coming? Any ideas on what the near term or intermediate term might be? Yeah. I mean, sky's the limit. Um, Production values have risen, uh, as has the game itself. Um, you know, big players coming in like Tennis Channel, um, taking over broadcast responsibilities. It it lends itself to an era of professionalism that um, you know borders on what we're used to seeing for professional tennis. Um, Certainly. And you know, I think with every major tournament that goes on, and they they tick the boxes, dot the I's, cross the T's, um, and do all the little things that a viewer kind of picks up on. Whether they know when they're watching it or not can be a subconscious um, kind of thing, but we always know when something looks professional, looks right. Um, and unfortunately, we also know when it, when it doesn't. So 
Um, and I think every tournament that comes past that uh, they're learning a little bit more about what it makes to give a quality broadcast. We're also learning what it is that needs to be separating pickleball from the crowd. So often we kind of look at tennis as this blueprint and we don't really want to talk over the points. They don't talk over the points in tennis. But pickleball is very different. It is very social. So where's the line? Where's the limit in terms of making it more fun, more, you know, more social, more enjoyable um, as a viewer? And I try my best to kind of introduce uh, uh, some kind of entertainment into the broadcast as well as, you know, teaching the game to people who are perhaps new to it and sure. need to understand some of the basic stuff to do with rules, um, participation and the growth of the game. So, Well, those are the kind of things that actually I think you've done a masterful job of your, I won't say glib, your interesting humor. <laughs> and, but, but really, it is, it, we are a social game, and it is yep. about it, it, the viewers who aren't yet pickleball players need to realize that this is such a huge module of our game. That, and I think you bring that very well in the terms of, of some fun, obvious knowledge, but you're, uh, uh, you're, you're, you're bringing some swagger to the booth, so that's very cool. <laughs> I try. It's, yeah. um... So now, in terms of the pro game, as this is being broadcast, we're just a couple of weeks over the fact of some massive announcements of major international sports celebrities buying in and, and other celebrities as recently as the week before this was broadcast or was, was recorded, uh, Anheuser-Busch has chosen to come into the game. What's your take on where this is going to go as these mega millionaires and billionaires are stepping into the game? Yeah, for sure. And first and foremost, uh, Mr. CEO of Anheuser-Busch or Mrs. CEO, I'm, I should have done my research here, but if you need a coach for your team, I will work for beer, okay? Maybe not Bud Light, but one of the other ones. Uh, Shameless plug, but I would love to. Shameless plugs team. are good. That's what <laughs> we're here for. Is there any other kind of plug? Yes, yes, yes. Um, yes, no. I mean, God, with LeBron James, Mark Cuban now, Anheuser-Busch, every week there's a giant player. Well, and, and on, the, on the PPA Mark Cuban side, there's five more to come here in the not-too-distant. Yeah. So we're, yeah, it's going to kind of be the hit parade of week sure. in and week out. It is the tip of the iceberg. Now, being as close to, to, the, to the pro game, the pro players, the organization of the sport, what, what do you think is going to happen with the, the idea of, of team play as opposed to individual play that we've been doing? Um, how do you see these, these celebrity big money pros um, what's the buzz about what we're, as the public, are going to begin to see and how this will manifest itself? Yeah, no, good question. Um, look, I think in the short term, the team owners are going to basically look at what's, what's the most popular kind of format. And I think people are loving these team format events um, because it puts players that aren't typically playing together suddenly alongside each other. Sure. And we get to see... Sometimes individual brilliance. Um, other times, you know, a a team of perhaps two people on on paper that can't quite compete, but really come together and gel well. Um, and you see that uh, amazing teamwork um, being able to pay dividends. And having you know two players and um, you know coaches rally around from the sidelines watching. I think that it really adds something to the sport, and it gives a real kind of. Um, an emotional value 
to the viewer as well. You know, one of the things on, on that order that, that I've been around the game a pretty long time, you're seeing it come and seeing the pro game develop. Um, I've, I've heard you speak about what your vision of what you think the, the quintessential player of the future will be in terms of body style or body oh. type and shape. Um, with so many new players coming in, kind of guide people as to what you think sort of the, if, if you were bringing and, and nurturing and mentoring a young super pro or future pro, what would you be trying to look for as a coach guide? Uh, ape index. <laughs> I've said it before, I'll say it again. No, it's, it's massive. Um, height, uh, length relative to height. If you happen to be uh, as nimble as a six foot, six foot one player thereabouts, but as long as a six four, six five in terms of reach, that's massive. Um, okay. When you look at someone, and I've talked about Tyler Lung way too, way too many times in this. He's a great well, example. except that we haven't talked about Tyler Lung on here, so don't well, don't enough. be afraid to elaborate a little bit if you. <laughs> fair enough. Fair. So he's 72 inches tall. He's 76 inches long, oh. um, and that gives him the best of both worlds. You know, yeah. when you look at professional tennis, for example, it's no coincidence that the last uh, the last four world number ones essentially um, have all been. Essentially, uh, exactly six foot two. Um, shocking, right? There's a lot of amazing six foot five, six foot six, six foot seven tennis players. They're out there um, and they do very well. A lot of them stick in the top 10. But unfortunately, that size doesn't lend itself um, for A, agility and B, longevity. Um, in terms of cardiovascular throughout the course of the tournament, but also longevity over a career. Yeah. Um, it's incredibly difficult. Yeah. So tennis has been around for so long that the sport has essentially whittled down to a fine dimension that is you know, essentially perfect for tennis. And it's around about that six foot two mark. I don't think pickleball needs to be six two. I think six foot is around about the sweet spot. Um, young you know i think we're going to see so many 15 to 18 year olds that just blow the 30 uh 30 to 40 range out of the water um because they can be physically very very tall very long but they're also not overloaded with with um too much muscle mass too much body fat you know the kinds of things that happen as you get sure. bigger and bigger and bigger um so that part of it. We look at someone like Riley Newman, James Ignatowicz. James is the next big thing. Um, you know, that body type is amazing. And uh, James is around 6'2", 6'3". Uh, Riley the same. Very lean, very fast, great length. Um, so I think that's going to be something we see. Um, and now when, when you're seeing, and, and of course you get a first look at an awful lot of the new young talent coming into the sport, what is the cycle that you think has to happen where they go from coming in as a singles player to maturing and morphing into a, a high-grade, top-ten-level doubles player? Yeah, so I think singles is a great place to start. And if you're young enough and your body can handle it, um, do it for a couple of years at least because it will teach you the footwork um, required to excel in the other dimensions. Um, and the other disciplines of pickleball. Mixed doubles is the next best thing to men's singles. Um, and what you see, James is a great example. He excels in men's singles um, and almost immediately felt very, very comfortable 
in the mixed doubles court because of the, the kind of room you've got to work with. In men's doubles, um, and especially if you've got two alpha males uh, battling <laughs> with each other, locking horns, it's, it's an issue. Um, you know, Ben and Colin work very, very, uh, work very well because there's a clear alpha and beta role. It's not so easy to have that in most men's um, doubles teams together. So I think, I think the chances of two very tall gentlemen doing well together is incredibly difficult. Oh. I think there's like a, a, a sweet spot in terms of if you're a guy and you're six foot three, great but you need to be with someone around 5'7", five, 5'8", five, um, so that you're not getting in each other's way. And that, that alpha male, um, the taller, bigger guy, takes the left side and covers at least 70% of the court. Sure. Um, that middle ball always for that, uh, that person's forehand, yeah. for right-handed players, obviously. Um, so I think that's a big part of it. And I think we're going to see more and more teams... Um, deciding to have a very clear-cut distinction, um, non-stop stacking, alpha on the left, beta on the right, uh, and I think that right-side player, it's going to behoove them to learn a, a serious two-handed backhand um, because there's, a, there's an argument in the women's game that the alpha player can be the right-side player um, because of how dominant the two-handed backhand has become and how good it is at clamping the middle and handling those middle attacks. There's so much pace. I mean, if, if you've never been on the other end of Jessie Irvin's two-handed backhand when she slides into position and just drives a ball into oblivion, it changes your life. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Great. So now, in the, in, the, in the world of Morgan Evans, anything new or different coming up in your involvement, activities, anything on the future that's going to that's gonna change uh, that we'll see differently coming forward? Yeah, so I started working with, uh, with James um, oh, as a coach. I, oh, you know, I so didn't know that. I'll be, I'll be working with him here and um, Newport and going forth, we'll, we'll see how it goes, you know. Um, I think he's uh, a fantastic young kid and um, adult, young adult. <laughs> um, very intriguing prospect for the game. His attitude is, is spot on. Um, physically, he is incredibly gifted, and I think he's got a, a really good chance to, uh, to go all the way. Um, so I'm excited about working with him. Um, I love the broadcasting, so I'm going to you know, do as much or as little as I'm sort of required of that. Mm -hmm. It's a great way to, um, to keep my, my beak wet in the kind of bringing the game to the masses arena, so to speak. Um, I still love teaching pickleball. Uh, I tend to do private lessons, not not as often as I used to, but um, you know, four oh, four five, and professional players and, that are coming. And you're in. still you're still a director of pickleball at one of the facilities here, uh, aren't you? Yeah, Palm Desert Resort Palm Country Desert. Club. We've got 28 beautiful courts, a couple of miles from this venue. Um, you know, it's a it's a haven for all the up and coming players around the desert. So it's a, it's a great so, place to work. So you've got your hands full. You're keeping yourself busy. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, I, I, uh, I'm, I'm unfortunately, I get so restless if I'm only doing one or two different things. Mm -hmm. um, I, I need to be doing 12 different things. And part of that is, you know, content for, for Selkirk, um, working on some nice, uh, some fun sketches coming up. So, And then what about the Morgan Evans playing future? Yeah, yeah, it's a good question. Um, 
Look, I, uh, I never really hitched my wagon to that star. I mean, I, I loved playing. Um, and, but when I realized the, the game had sort of passed me by, um, the chances of a 40-year-old, you know, five foot nine with, with the wind um, <laughs> gentleman being able to compete at the top level, I think those days are, are gone. Okay. And I'm, it's difficult for me to sign up for a tournament not believing I, I have a chance to win. Um, and I don't really want to play 5-0. <laughs> You know? Understand. No, you've so, played at the highest levels of the game. It's partnered with some of the best players that have ever played the game. Yeah. It's very fun. I want to do it. I don't know. I'm, I'm sad thinking about not doing it. It's just, well, I'm still injured. I've got a couple of tears here, so I would get lobbed into oblivion. I can't hit an overhead. Yeah. Um, but they're going to take my serve away. They're, they're they taking, are. They're yeah. taking my baby. I was, talking to, I was talking to someone who has played with you at, at PDR talking about the fact that with the power air paddle and your sir your spin serve it's insane yeah yeah no it's been great it's been so much fun to to uh to use it with the new yeah. breed of selkirk paddle it's, and yeah it felt like cheating but what i found though after doing it and sort of perfecting so to speak um different versions of the kick serve um, using that pre-spin as the rest of my game got worse. Um, I could often, you know, against the kind of riff-raff... <laughs> Sorry, folks, don't, yeah, don't, let's don't, not blame, do don't blame me. This. Greg Carter, don't, don't hurt me for this. Um, <laughs> the kind of players that... Uh, fine, upstanding individuals, quality players that I typically play with at um, Palm Desert Resort, you know, I, I could often get six or seven free points yeah. So my third shot was gone. Uh, it was just out the window, and I couldn't dink to save my life. So yeah. I had to stop doing it to get the rest of my game back. Um, so, you know, I, I miss it, but at the same time, it wasn't helping me with the rest of the game. So, so now we've had a nice opportunity to talk about a whole bunch of things that you've been doing in your perspectives. Is there anything, anything that you see or feel or hear about that you... I try to have this show where our viewers can actually look and go, is there something that's going on in the big picture of pickleball that could, they could do locally in their area? How do you, how would you encourage people who are watching this who just love their pickleball locally? Mm. Uh, pro events occasionally will come through. Any thoughts or ideas of getting involved with refereeing well, or anything like that that might, uh, you think might be a contributor to the yeah. sport? Look, I think, I think local players and advocates have a real chance to start lobbying high schools, colleges, universities to encourage um, so much more participation at that age group and programs that, you know, it won't be long before the NCAA really take note and say, all right, let's do it, let's go in, we've got it for this, this and this and this sport, why not pickleball? Because um, I think that's the best chance we have to, to quickly inspire a movement towards the Olympics. Um, and I tell you, if you'd asked me five years ago how close it is uh, to being an Olympic sport, I probably would have said ah, at least 20, you know, thereabouts. These days, I think uh, perhaps not this next one, but I think the following Olympics, um, it'll be there. So you that'll know, be and, Los Angeles 2028? Yeah, and, as, and not as a... Um, uh, as a exhibition event, as the real deal. I mean, it's just, it's wildfire, um, and in the best possible way. Sure. So, 
you know, I get on a daily basis, I get either messages or emails from uh, people from, you know, around the world asking me various questions about, um, yeah, sometimes it's paddles, sometimes it's technique, sometimes it's just getting more people involved or the best kind of tape. For some reason, a lot of people ask me what tape to, uh, to mark courts with and, you know, temporary nets, just the basic stuff to inspire a grassroots because we all know that once, once four people play pickleball, they're going to tell nine friends like that. <laughs> yep. And it's going to happen. And it's going to happen yep. because they are happy customers. <laughs> um, and, it, it, yeah, it doesn't take long for that one seed to start inspiring an entire country. And uh, the rest is history. Yeah, and Alan, those of us that have been around this game for a fairly long time now, and everything started at that grassroots in every program in every part of the country. Mm. I'm excited to hear the things that I am about what's going on internationally and new opportunities that are coming for the sport. But uh, I think we've got a cool bunch of years coming in front of us. Oh, yeah. Morgan, I'd like to thank you so much for having joined us today. Uh, I'll tell you what, folks, if you're ever coming to the Palm Springs, Palm Desert area, look up Morgan, get your lessons. This guy's the real beast. Okay, hang on one second. Now, yeah, I, can't, I can't do a lesson for everybody. Uh, I might do some clinics, some camps, sign up for those. But uh, we've got some fantastic coaches at Palm Desert Resort. And if you're sort of four, five, five, oh, and above, I'm probably your guy. Um, but, I, but I can't take you all. Uh, I love you. You're great. But uh, <laughs> I'm, not for, I'm not for everybody. Don't, I'm not going to do his me. marketing for him anymore after this. <laughs> so you. I tried. Yeah. Well, thank you, Morgan. It's been a great pleasure. I've sure enjoyed thank having you, you on the show. Thank Pleasure. you very much. Cheers, man.